With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. And welcome into the rundown. It is the Friday edition right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I am Rob Sanders. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Of course, here on AM 1400 and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Shout out to the Facebook Live folks checking us out online as well. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I'll be tweeting out either frustration or happiness this weekend, depending on how the NFL playoffs go, even though I don't have my team in it because my team just decided, yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs. That's all right. That happens. Also, this afternoon, we're going to have a, an actual cowboy. Yeah, a gentleman from the PBR, Mr. Brian Brian Titman joins us. And uh, he's going to talk to us about uh, the big bull riding show tomorrow night at the Colonial Life Arena. Go ahead and get your tickets now. You can go to ColonialLifeArena.com or Ticketmaster and watch the Cowboys battle the Bulls. And it's not like basketball and football. But before we do that, I want to welcome into the studio from the Greenville News. Of course, we follow a lot of their programming throughout the year. And I tell you what, I wanted to bring this gentleman in. I interviewed him first uh, when the Kelly Bryant story broke. And I tell you what, it, 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 you were the only guy that, that had any info on this. Introduce yourself to the audience, sir. I'm Manny Robinson, columnist and uh, enterprise reporter at the Greenville News. And, uh, of course, you work up there at the Greenville News, and you've got a book that just came out. And it, it's kind of funny because I brought the book in, and uh, we both looked at it together. <laughs> and this is like the coolest, um, I guess one of the coolest collector's items. I'll show it to the Facebook Live folks here. But I mean, this is almost like a almost like a coffee table book. Yeah. And it follows Clemson's national championship season, and it's basically it takes all of the coverage that you guys did with yourself and uh, Scott Kiefer from the Greenville News up there, and just the stuff that you guys worked on. Right. And puts it all together in one book, so you can have kind of a almost like a, like a treasure box of the, of the national championship season. Yeah. We and we did. Two of these, uh, the previous two uh, trips to the college football playoff national championship game. Um, one called, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As we're adjusting the microphone there. Go <laughs> yeah, ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I'm so used to doing these over the phone. It's I know, right? Uh, it's great to be in the studio, though. Um, yeah, we did We did two of those before. One called uh, Clemson Crown and Return to Glory. Um, and, and they're kind of the same deal. Just kind of. Uh, aggregation of, of what we've done over the, the season and also in addition to Scott and um, and my work in there, also Marcel Louis-Jacques who was a reporter with us and uh, left us mid-season to go cover the Panthers for the uh, Charlotte Observer so he has some uh, items in there. He did a great story on Trevor Lawrence um, 
uh, earlier in the season, and it's in there as well. Uh, and also, you know, you can come to the to the book for our stories, but what was really uh, sells it for me is the photos. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our, our two photographers, our two main Clemson photographers, Ken Renard and Bart Boatwright, they've been doing it for. Yeah, decades, and uh, the work shows they're they're second to none. Some of the shots that they've got in here, uh, just some of the the action shots of uh, of the team in uniform and, and and running up and down the field, just big plays. When you look at this stuff, it's not what you would normally see on TV, or if you're at Death Valley, it's just not what you would normally see. I mean, it's just the pictures you said itself are just amazing. Everything from uh, photos at the from the rivalry matchup to the games with, with Duke and Pitt. It's just an interesting piece of work, and it's called Untamed. <laughs> now, if people want to get a copy of this, and this is for the, uh, you know, for your own little... Uh, your own little collection here as I'm showing it to the Facebook Live audience there. How do they go about doing that? Well, it's wherever, wherever books are sold. Uh, Amazon, of course, um, is the kind of the champion right now. Yeah, I know, right? All your local... I don't um, want to go to the... button. That sounds silly, <laughs> but I, if I can just order it, it'll show yeah, up. That's how I do it. Yeah, exactly. So you can get it there. Uh, also, uh, in your local bookstores uh, throughout the Southeast, um, it's available there. Um, see the price on it. Yeah. I don't... I don't. We could check on the price, but... Uh, I think I've got it here in my notes somewhere, but, but if we oh, become the price friends, on it, I... it's fourteen ninety five. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, yeah, so it's it's. I mean, it's well worth the money. I I think, of course, I'm biased, but uh, I think it, it's a great, um, just like you said, a great commemorative um, piece to to tie in with all the other things. I know people are out right now searching for the Coke cans and all that, and so if you have your little shrine like a... going it uh, on Clemson's championship, you can have this piece as well. And, and that's that's what's been live on my uh, my Facebook and Twitter feed today is where can I get some Clemson Coke cans? Yeah, uh, you know I'm kind of a guy that I'd, I'd want the Coke bottles because I don't worry about the Coke eating through the bottle. <laughs> but it is uh, people are, are crazy about getting stuff for this national championship uh, team, the merchandise and everything else. But this yeah. is something that you know you could sit here and talk with your your kids ten years from now and talk about Clemson's national championship run. Or you can show them mm-hmm. with the journalists who covered it and the pictures and have just a hardcover copy, or I mean, a copy of your coverage from mm-hmm. the Greenville News and the Independent Mail up there. And it's, it's just better to go that route because then you've got the actual facts instead of, well, Grandpa said Trevor Lawrence threw for 80 touchdowns against <laughs> South Carolina. Well, no, no, he didn't. But, I mean, it's cool to have have just this, though. But I have to ask you, since since I have you in studio, to mm-hmm. when you started covering Clemson at the beginning of the season, I, don't, I think you were at ACC kickoff, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, at ACC kickoff, the vibe that I got up there was it's playoff or bust for Clemson. Did you have that same that same theory? Yeah, and it's been that way for a while. But I think that was um, I think that was enhanced this year because of the those defensive linemen that came back, right? And Mitch Hyatt, the offensive tackle that came back, and it was kind of the you know labeled as unfinished business. Uh, very sour taste in their mouths um, leaving. Uh, the the Sugar Bowl. I always joke like that. Clemson's the only the only group of people who left New Orleans with a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Um, and and so from that moment they decided that they wanted to get back and and uh, erase that and take care of business and they did. Um, but the the fashion in which they did it, I didn't <laughs> didn't anticipate that at all. The blowout win. It, it seemed like in addition to the playoff or bust was. 
all right, we're we're kind of just playing this schedule to get us to a point where we can play Alabama. I mean, it just seemed throughout the year, and a lot of it had to do with the talking heads, et cetera, basically saying it's Clemson and Alabama's season. And it seemed like I always thought that Clemson and Alabama were 1A and 1B, and then there's a drop-off mm. after that. Did, did you get the same kind of feeling? Yeah, well, really, if I'm honest, I thought it was it was Alabama A, Clemson B. I right. thought you know, going throughout the season that Alabama was clearly – better and then Clemson started to pull I don't think Alabama f- fell back but I think Clemson started to pull up uh, toward them uh, especially toward the end of the year when once they got rolling and you saw Trevor Lawrence get more comfortable in, in the starting role um, it became evident And but still again didn't see 44-16 coming I, I thought going into that game that Clemson had a chance to win and they were on even par but no one, I don't think anyone saw that coming you know and if you watched the, the talking heads from the day before uh, everyone from Tim Tebow to Paul Feinbaum to half of ESPN's reporters were basically oh. telling us that Clemson had no chance in this game. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're just watching that and that's all that you've got, you know, you're automatically thinking, okay, Clemson comes out and they, they, they score first, and you're like, huh, okay. Yeah. Maybe they have a chance to win this game. Because I think that when it came down to, to Alabama, I don't think anybody really had the firepower to basically pop Alabama in the mouth. No. And. And I think that the old Mike Tyson story where you get hit in the face, it's going to be how you react after that. Yeah. Alabama doesn't fare well when they get hit first. Yeah. What is that? Everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. So, exactly. Um, that you know that happened. And I think it was the way they scored first was most important because all week long we heard about the secondary and the, that being a deficiency for Clemson. And that turned out that wasn't the case. And uh, to make that play, a pick six, to kind of set the tone was incredible for Clemson. And they just took that and ran with it. But going into... Uh, going into the season, though, you know, my, I, I said at the beginning of the season that uh, it's really hard to start a true freshman over Kelly Bryant, which sp- uh, says a lot about why I'm sitting here and doing a radio show and not coaching a national championship football team. But just from the outside looking in, you're going to bench a senior for a young man who went to his prom basically six months ago. It's kind of like, huh. I, I mean, and, and I'm gonna, I was one of the guys that questioned what Coach Sweeney was doing because I, I had seen Kelly Bryant. I thought that it was his turn. He had gotten the kind of the blessing of Deshaun Watson on Twitter, and it seemed like it was Kelly Bryant's chance to run that offense and do what he needed to do. And then all of a sudden, the young man from, uh, from Georgia, Trevor Lawrence, comes in and sets the world on fire. I mean, did you, did you see that coming? No, I didn't. I didn't know how it would play out. I didn't know if they would ever make the change. Um, I didn't. I didn't know if it would ever be necessary. And I, you know, I still go back and think I, they could have reached the same point, you know, with Kelly Bryant. I, you know, I kind of think that too because, and, and not taking anything away from what Trevor Lawrence did, but Kelly Bryant's at Missouri now, and he he is still like a twenty-five to one shot to win the Heisman, yeah. according to uh, like a couple of the Las Vegas sites. So it's not like. Kelly Bryant was like a fourth-string quarterback that right. had been out there. You know, what yeah. I mean, he's a very talented player. But I don't think that it would have happened. Maybe happened in the fashion that they right. uh, were able to do it. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, has, he throws one of the best balls I've ever seen. And you know, I've, I've covered Clemson specifically since uh, 2011. That was the Taj Boyd era, yeah, uh, where you had those you know those great receivers that could go up and get it. And then with Deshaun, and then then Kelly. Um, and even Colt Stout, he threw. A, he wasn't. He didn't have the strongest arm, but he, he was accurate. Uh, but the zip that 
Trevor Lawrence has is incredible. And I, I joke throughout the season that sometimes like he throws a spiral so tightly he can overthrow a guy and it makes you think that it's the receiver's fault because uh, it's so beautiful. But uh, but what they had around them, I think Clemson's offensive coordinators did a great job of utilizing ETN and the the core receivers, bringing up those young receivers. And I think um, you know, me and you could <laughs> we could have scored a few touchdowns ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think I, I could play fullback. I can do that <laughs> <laughs> behind that offensive line. Yeah. I could probably get and stumble in for a score. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or two. But he's not your typical freshman. I think he's so poised. Um, and, and so seasoned, he was ready for this. It wasn't a big deal. The moment was never too big for him. The stage was never too bright. He was uh, he was ready to go, and it just seen. And everyone was waiting on him to have that freshman moment, and it right. never came. Well, and, and you mentioned people waiting on that moment, and it, it. I went to the Clemson spring game, and it seemed like the fans turned on Kelly Bryant at the spring game. And maybe that's just my perspective of what I, I what I could see. Uh, did you have the same vibe, though? Oh, yeah. That that was it. And the, the, the thing about it, I don't think fans understood the, the format of the spring game. Right. Uh, it was It's mixed so much. They, they mixed up the strings. So you had first string offensive tackle and second string or third string offensive guard or something like that. So it was... It was um, Trevor Lawrence had the benefit of, of the better uh, core receiver. So, I mean, it's just right. also, too, you, you have such a vanilla uh, offense. And Kelly Bryant also, his uh, his strength, of course, is his ability to run. And you're not going to see that in the spring game. They're just not going to allow that. It's not That's not smart. Yeah. that's um, not. You just can't work that way. I mean, you yeah. get touched in the spring game, you're down. Yeah. I mean, that's not Kelly Bryant's game at all. Right. And, I mean, again, coming off the way that they lost – to uh, to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl and how uh, ineffective the offense was in that game and that wasn't that definitely was not all on Kelly Bryant. Um, everybody on that offense had a terrible game that game, um, but they the thought was the convention was that they needed something else and they needed Trevor Lawrence to get past Alabama. That was what it was and that that did not go into Dabo Sweeney's decision. He said that and I believe him on that because um, it wouldn't make sense to to make that decision in the fourth game or the fifth game uh, based on something that you know may or may not happen um, but but it but Trevor Lawrence um, was a factor in the way that they achieved this and, and how dominant they were all right so after after the Trevor Lawrence saga uh, not not Trevor Lawrence saga the Kelly Bryant saga because it's kind of what it seemed like it seemed <laughs> like it was a soap opera yeah. going up and down and the way the team handled that uh, I mean, I think that was the turning point in the season, just the way that they dealt with that. Yeah, it was the Syracuse game. Um, right. And it, everything that could go wrong <laughs> went wrong in that game uh, as, as far as – you know, I've been to Death Valley my entire life growing up in Anderson, and I've never heard that place so silent as it was when, uh, when Trevor Lawrence went down with that injury. Uh, and, like, he – he went down on the sideline and then rolled over, and there was this collective groan. Um, and so there was a there was a fear, at least in the stands, that man, this, there goes the season, uh, because 
you know, Syracuse is going to take this game. But then they had Chase Bryce come in, who was third string at the beginning of the of the, of the week, and then went to backup, and he came in and made the uh, made the right plays and led a touchdown drive, and they were able to to emphasize ETN again, and he he made that play, and it, it, from that moment on, I think they just there was a resolve, like we can't uh, we can't put ourselves on the ropes like this again, and they just took off and never looked back. Manny Robinson from the Greenville News joins us today. His new book is called Untamed. It's uh, basically a collection of their coverage of the Clemson Tigers National Championship team. If you open up to the Syracuse win there, though, the first picture is the picture <laughs> of of uh, Trevor Lawrence on the ground with the injury. Yeah, and that that kind of that kind of uh, was was the big story in that game because in my mind, and not to take anything away from Chase Bryce. But they were basically going with their third-string quarterback to try to win a conference game because five days before, that's what he was. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Not, to, not to knock Mr. Bryce, but that's basically the way it was. So uh, that was one of the turning points of the season. But one other thing before I get you out of here, and I appreciate you coming by the studio and hanging out with me for a little bit today. Something that I think that um, with Clemson, consistency is the key for them. And what I mean by consistency is they had all these guys from the defensive line come back, and that's important. Mm -hmm. But Dabo Sweeney is able to keep the majority of his coaching staff. And I think that that is something that you don't really think about. But when you look at Alabama going into next season, everybody – and I think the ball boy – (laughs) has decided, hey, I'm transferring and going somewhere else. And I'm I'm, I'm being silly, but, I mean, Nick Saban's a heck of a coach, but he's going to have an entirely different coaching staff next season. Uh, Do you think the consistency portion, I think that's a lot of what makes Clemson as good as they are. Yeah, I think it goes a a long way into developing and sustaining a culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's one of the reasons why he's able to keep those coaches. You have, they're they're great coaches, and they're going to be great head coaches, what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott, his coordinate, his offensive coordinators, but uh, Brent Venables, um, he's different than than most other coordinators. I think our convention says that's the next step for him to be a head coach, and that's just that's not his goal. He seems to be content with uh, you know that daily grind. Um, so one, it's the personalities of the coaches that he has, and he re- he recruits coaches to that. But then also, it's the environment that he's built that you know they're well compensated, so they're not leaving for a, a huge pay raise, uh, and then they have uh, almost autonomy over their unit. Um, you know, he's not micromanaging, which uh, he admits he did a little bit, uh, a lot of that early. Dabo did in his uh, early part of his tenure because he you know wanted everything to be his way, but he he. Instead, has set the tone, set his expectations, and he holds them accountable to that. But also lets them um, lets them do their thing, so he gets out of the way. And uh, so that that freedom and that that environment, that family atmosphere, he allows them to be great coaches and be great fathers and husbands. And that's something they don't want to just give up for any random program. They're able to be picky for the right program to come, and it hasn't come yet. And uh, who knows when that time will be? Um, he probably they probably won't keep him forever, but uh, they're not. Not in a hurry to get out of there. Manny Robinson from the Greenville News. His new book, Untamed, you can get it on Amazon.com or your favorite bookstore. Uh, go buy and uh, grab a copy of it now. Manny, thank you so much for joining us today here on The Rundown. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me here. It's great. More of The Rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400.
Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. You know, when I think of my next guest and what he's doing, I think, I think of Rawhide just being a kid and hearing this song. I know that I'm going to be dealing with some cowboys. We had an actual cowboy in studio a little bit ago, and we talked a lot about the big PBR event going down at the Colonial Life Arena on Saturday night. That will be tomorrow. 7 o'clock is when the show starts. Doors open at 5. You can uh, go on, go online right now and get your tickets at Ticketmaster or the Colonial Life Arena's website. But I tell you what, one of the guys you're going to see is a young man that came in and spoke with us earlier, Mr. Brian Titman. And Brian talked with us a little bit about the PBR. It's, it's really cool what these guys do. And I want to welcome into the studio this afternoon from the PBR, which, of course, is uh, going down tomorrow night at the Colonial Life Arena, 7 o'clock. Go ahead and get your tickets now. But from the PBR, Brian Tipman joins the show. Brian, thanks for joining us today, man. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great to have, uh, and I've talked about this this week, about actually having a real cowboy in studio. I mean, you've, uh, you wanted to do to be an actual bull rider since you were young, right? Yeah, I've been riding since I was three years old. How, how do you now? I have I have children. How, how do you get a, a child on on an actual bull? I uh, rode sh- like calves, steers. calves first. Yeah, okay, just kind of work your way up. Forgive the city in me because you know I've always lived in the oh, city. No, but it's all right. But uh, you turned down a football scholarship to actually be a bull rider. No, did did you have a conversation with your dad about that? I can go play football at TCU, or I can be a bull rider. No, it was all just my decision. I've been wanting to ride bulls since I was a little bitty kid. I was just pretty good at football, and that kind of kept me busy doing other stuff when I was in school, but bull riding was where it was at. Now, you've been doing this in, with the PBR since like 2011, right? Yes, sir. Now, you travel a good bit? Every weekend. Every weekend you're somewhere else? Yes, sir. So, does, does it ever get to a point where you, it, it feels like it's just the hotels and then the bulls and that's about it? I mean, it, it seems like that's just a crazy existence. No, it's a rough life, but it's a life that we love to live, so I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. I would do whatever it took to get on the back of a bull every day. So, when you get on the back of the bull, I mean, uh, you guys get up there tomorrow night how many how many guys do you have uh, have competing tomorrow night it'll be the 30 30 bull riders there tomorrow night 30 bull riders tomorrow night 15 and how many bulls uh there'll be over 40 bulls there for people that haven't actually been to a pbr event uh, explain to them how how it gets set up where you know you come in you probably don't know what bull you're riding until you draw it right we know what we draw at this level they do a random computer draw it happens on monday before the event so we know what we're getting on before the weekend comes all right so do you get a chance to study the bull that you're going to get some guys do i don't like to know that i look at a bull i don't care what they do i'm just going to do my job and let him do his job but some guys will study and look up their stats and what they do well, I mean, it seems like that, especially with today's day and age, you'd want to look at, or I would want to look at some tape. Okay, when he comes out of the shoot, he's going to turn hard left or right or, or whatever. But you're just telling me, you just, all right, let's yeah, just go. Yeah, I'm going to wing it. I come here to know I'm the best, so I'm just going to prove that I'm the best, and whatever happens, happens. Now, and you say you've been doing this since you were three. I mean, can you talk about some of the injuries you've had? Because when I think when I think of people riding bulls, I mean, I think about the injuries, and that's that's a tough road to go, especially being on the road as much as you are. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I broke my hip, my pelvis, my ribs, my collarbones a few times, my forearm, both bones in it. Just a handful of things. A handful of things. I'm getting put together better than I was built, so it's all right. I hear you. You probably had a lot of surgeries and stuff too, right? Yes, sir. That's just... 
Tough, tough, tough. So some of the questions that we got on Twitter, some of them were absolutely stupid. Thank you to the listeners and the folks that follow me at Rob Sounds Good on Twitter. I appreciate all the questions. But uh, one of the questions I got was, uh, you guys all wear cowboy hats and... Do you have issues with a lot of them getting destroyed? You keep several with you. Now, some guys will ride with a hat, but anything after '93 nowadays, you have to wear a helmet. So I ride with a helmet. I've always rode with a helmet. I'd rather protect my head and just be smart about it. See, I didn't know about the helmet thing. That's something new that I'll learn when I go to the show um, tomorrow night. Now you can get your tickets online at the Colonial Life Arena website, and um, you can also follow the Colonial Life Arena on Twitter at Colonial Life Arena. But for folks that haven't been to an actual bull show, a PBR show. What can they expect? Oh, it's a must-see. It's an action-packed show. It's- lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You got music. You got lights. You got the funny man. You got everything that's right there. It's going to keep you on the edge of the seat every single chance you can take. And is there more than just the bulls? I mean, is it more like a rodeo type event where you have other things that are going on? No, there? it's just strictly bulls, and that's strictly the best bulls. part of it. Like, you're going to see an action pack all the way from the start to the end. All right, so can you tell us a little bit about some of the bulls that are going to be out there? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really know too many of them because I haven't looked at what's there, so yeah. I couldn't tell you that. I just know they're all going to be great. Well, and f- um, finally, one of the other questions that uh, that we had out there, do you guys travel in, in pairs where you know, you'll have like a, a, a guy that rides with you, or how does yes, that work? Yes, sir. We have, I have four guys that haul with me. This weekend, I just have me and a buddy of mine, a real good close friend. Uh, two other people went to another one that we have in Portland. Now... When you when you leave here, you're going to another town next week. What is the end all? I mean, is it, you have like a, a big show at the end? Yes, there are world finals in Vegas, in, in Las Vegas, and that's and when is that? That'll be in November. In November, so it's kind of like like qualifying up until then, yes, right? Yes, sir. Do you earn a set amount of points? And that's how you get into the finals. Yes, sir. Wow, that's just. That's just crazy. I mean, <laughs> one little ride here or there can keep you out of Las Vegas, right? Yes, sir. So, I mean, sure every can. ride is ultra, ultra important. Yeah, every ride is. All right, tell folks a little bit more about uh, tomorrow night. they got to be there at, like, what, 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock, doors open. 7 o'clock, doors open. Expect, what, a good two-hour show? Well, it starts at 7, so it, uh, doors open at 5. Okay. But a good two-hour show, and uh, are you guys going to have it set up where folks can come down and, uh, and meet some of you guys? At the end of the bull riding, we're all going to be walking around the inside of the arena, sign autographs. So everyone can meet us, say hi, don't be shy, let us know how you're doing, Ask, uh, tell us what you enjoyed. Wow. And, and when you're off the road, we're where is home? Is it where you were when you were a kid, or I'm East Bernard, Texas now. Okay, that's, so I'm about an hour and a half from my parents. Wow, that's just that's great. That's great, man. I, I love the idea of actually. When I was a kid, I wanted to join the circus, which is kind of silly. No, that's awesome. But you know, you you you've joined the circus, but you joined. I'm going to go ride bulls. So yeah. I tell you what, man, you have uh, you've got a set of stones. We say that here on the show, man, to actually get on one of those bulls. And I appreciate you coming in and uh, talking with us a little bit today. Go out and see Brian tomorrow night. He will be on a bull with the PBR Velocity Tour at the Colonial Life Arena. Show starts at 7 o'clock. Doors open at 5. You can uh, meet some folks afterwards. Brian, we appreciate you coming in today. Oh, thank you for having me. Brian Tippman from the PBR. 
man, thanks uh, thanks for coming in today. We appreciate uh, folks that come and check us out in studio. But uh, Brian, man, he turned down a football scholarship at TCU to go and be a, a professional bull rider. And, and I tell you what, it's funny because uh, Angie, our our receptionist up front, she she told me uh, when when Brian walked out, she says, "Man, he's too little to be riding a bull." And I'm like, "Oh man, come on now." Brian's won events all over the country. I mean, he he's he definitely knows what he's doing. But it is an amazing uh, spectacle to see uh, these guys get on these big, huge animals. And you got that chance tomorrow night at the Colonial Life Arena. Get your tickets now at ColonialLifeArena.com or at Ticketmaster. Brian will be there, and he seems confident, like he's going to get on that bull and do and make that bull do what he wants him to do. So. Good stuff there from Brian Pittman, uh, Brian Titman from the PBR. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have a couple of championship games and a big fight this weekend. My thoughts on both of those in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. As always, you can find the show on Facebook Live, and you can also uh, check us out on the podcast. It'll be about 5 o'clock this afternoon. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. And welcome back to the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this Friday afternoon. Shout out to my guests for coming in today, including Manny Robinson from the Greenville News. His new book, Untamed. You can find that Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore. It's basically like a coffee table book that... Uh, follows the Greenville News coverage of the Clemson football team this season. And the cool part about that is that you also get some great pictures, full-color pictures. It's just great. If you have a, someone that's a big Clemson fan, you got to check this out. Also, Brian Titman from the uh, PBR, he came in and talked with us a little bit about the bull riding show. That is going to be tomorrow night at the Colonial Life Arena. You can uh, check that show out. It's going to be a great, great event. Taking the kids out there, let them uh, see some bulls, see some cowboys, trying to tame the bulls because what those guys are doing, man, (laughs) I don't think I've got the heart to do that. I really don't. All right. Now, this segment, I thought we'd talk about a couple of things. We've got, I'll give you my picks for the NFC and AFC championship game, but there's also a fight. Yeah, Saturday night. Tomorrow night, after PBR is over, I will be trying to catch some of this fight between Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner. When I look at this fight, here's the first thing I see. Manny Pacquiao is 40 years old. Now, I'm I'm almost 40 years old. I, I don't I mean, I think my brain still says, "All right, Rob, you can do stupid childish things that a 25-year-old would do." Or an 18-year-old would do, or a 15-year-old would do. But here's the thing with this. Pacquiao is 40 years old. He's fighting a 29-year-old Adrian Broner. And you got to wonder, what is Pacquiao doing in this fight? I mean, why is he still fighting? I mean, I don't get it. But Broner, on the other hand, he has to, in my opinion, really, really get something done here. Or he's going to be kind of written off. If you're a 29-year-old and you get especially knocked out by a 40-year-old guy, I don't think that's going to uh, look too good for you. 
you know, he since he moved up to welterweight, he hasn't been that impressive. I mean, he really, really hasn't. So, who's going to take down this fight tomorrow night? I, I, you know, the the fan portion of me wants to think that Manny Pacquiao can go out there and get it done, but I think I'm going to run with with Broner. I think he's got more to prove here. Something on SI.com, they ask, should the winner of this fight Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather's 42. I mean, do you really want to see a 40-year-old and a 42-year-old fight? I know they're big names that everybody's like, yeah, that'd be great. But we've already seen Pacquiao and Mayweather fight once. If those two get together, I mean, do you really want to see that? Call in and chime in on that if you're a victim of the sweet science there. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. You know, something that's kind of weighing on my head here a little bit. My daughter is, uh, she just had her birthday yesterday, my daughter Paula Kay. One of her birthday gifts is that she gets to go out of town with her friend Marley. So they're like on the road, and Marley's mom is cool, and she's taking them down to Myrtle Beach. They're going to hang out there for a day. But this is like the farthest that my daughter has ever been away from me. And it's so cute because I told her, I'm like, you know, She's got her own cell phone now, but I'm like, you, you know, you can call and text dad, you know, if you need something, call and text dad. I, I think I'm just a little bit out there. My brain's not completely focused today. I'm not used to my baby girl not being like, you know, when I home, when I get there today, but shout out to them. Uh, I think they're listening on the iHeartRadio app, Marley and uh, Paula Kay, my baby girl, Make sure you uh, you come home safe to Pop. I think they'll be home tomorrow. But you guys have fun on your little beach trip. All right. Now, back to uh, the actual sports talk because I had to get that out there. Just, just, oh, man. You know, we do have uh, NFL games this weekend, AFC and NFC championship game. Here's the cool thing with this. Uh, you know, the more and more I look at it, I've got decisive winners. And I'll tell you who I'm going to pick uh, when we come back. But if you want to talk about this big fight, are you going to buy this fight? Is there a fight that you really want to buy? Let's, let's put that out there as well. Because I'm in the camp of, I mean, I'm, I'd much rather see a UFC fight than a boxing match right now. And I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that boxing just seems like it's just, I don't know. I mean, you still have guys that, that can go out there and put on a good, a good match or a good, a good fight. But when the UFC came along, they kind of took me away from the boxing genre. Boxing genre. The boxing ring. I, I went straight from the boxing ring to the UFC octagon. If you want to talk about that, we can talk about that as well. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. If you want to respond to what Manny Robinson said from the Greenville News, we talked a little bit about uh, the Dabo's coaching staff up at, up at Clemson and how that's probably a good portion of the reason why they won the national title. I mean, I know the guys on the field make a lot of difference, but when you've got the, the guys on the sideline and it's completely consistent, that does help out a lot. It really does. We can also talk about uh, Kelly Bryant because uh, Manny said that he thought that they could still get to where they got with Kelly Bryant as the quarterback for for Clemson. But they may not have gotten there with as much style or as, as big as they would have gotten uh, with Trevor Lawrence. 
Very interesting take. I, I, I think that I've always been on the Kelly Bryant train. I still think he's a great quarterback. And you know what? At Missouri next year, watch what happens. I think, in, barring injury, Kelly Bryant's going to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the SEC. I, I truly believe that. I don't think he's on the level of Tua Tunga Viola, but I definitely think he's up there as one of the top three to four quarterbacks in the SEC. Of course, we could talk about that as well, 803-978-1832. I know there's lots of Clemson fans that turned on him really quick. He can't pass the ball downfield like a, against Alabama. And Coach Sweeney said that that really had nothing to do with the Alabama loss, and you, you can make that argument too. But Trevor Lawrence is on a completely different level. I think we've seen that. Um, make sure you pick up a copy of Manny's book, Untamed. That is in bookstores now. You can also order it on Amazon.com. It's like the perfect coffee table book if you're a Clemson fan. It's got um, like a, all the pictures and stuff from the season. Let's head out to the phones really quick here. Welcome into the rundown. Hey, how you doing today, man? Good, man. I got about uh, 25 seconds. Go. 25 seconds. Uh, you were talking about the Kelly Bryant deal. Yep. Man, that's hard. Trevor Norris, is, I believe, is a better quarterback. But it takes me back to the Texas A&M game. I'm not convinced that we would have won – Texas A&M without Kelly Bryant that day, so that's kind of hard hard for me to, to decide which which is. I think Trevor's better, but we needed Kelly that day. Yeah, yeah, man, that's a good point. Hey, thanks for calling into the show, man. I appreciate it. You know, he's right about that. I think without Kelly Bryant against Texas A&M, the Tigers may drop that game. More of the rundown in just a moment. My picks. I'm going to give you my pick for the fight and my pick for. The AFC and NFC Championship games here on the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. The brothers gonna work it out. 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 And welcome back to the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. All right, it's the picks section of the show. I'm going to give you my picks for the weekend. You know, we'll start with the Carolina basketball team. They play at LSU, uh, roll with the Gamecocks. Why? Because LSU hasn't impressed me, and the Gamecocks have yesterday's keyword, ladies and gentlemen, and that would be grit. I don't know what Frank Martin's telling those boys down there, but, it, okay, Chris Silva, you don't have to score. We'll win. Mike Kotsar, we don't need a field goal from you. We'll win. Frank Martin is a heck of a coach. And with what he does down there, with the talent that he's got, he gets the absolute most out of that team. So roll with the Gamecocks against LSU. Clemson does not play until Tuesday. We'll have a full setup on that. But uh, for the fight this weekend, you know what? I'm going to go with Adrian Broner, 29-year-old guy, and he needs this fight more than Manny Pacquiao does. Because guess what? If he loses this fight, since he's moved up, his record is not that good. If I look at the numbers here, I think he's like 1-3-2, and two, something like that, since he moved up to welterweight. And 
I think that he needs this fight more than Pacquiao. And I don't really know if Pacquiao wants to do this anymore. Just look at the numbers. Pacquiao is 67-2 and with 39 knockouts. Now, so that means he's got, this is his 70th professional fight. Whereas Broner is 33-3-1 with 24 knockouts. I mean, essentially, Pacquiao's fought twice as many fights as this guy has. He's also been, you know, that's a lot more time in the ring. And I don't know if Pacquiao, does he really want to do this anymore? I know he's got Freddie Roach in his corner. Freddie Roach is, you know, a Hall of Fame trainer. But I don't think he's the Pacquiao of five years ago. I don't think he has the heart that he had five years ago. Now watch, he may come out and knock Broner out. That could happen too. But the guy that needs this fight more and the guy that has the tools to do it is Adrian Broner. Broner, you know, he if he loses this fight, the chances of him getting another big-time fight pretty much are in the toilet. I'm going with Broner to win that fight. Now, your AFC-NFC championship games, look, there are tons of people that are looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, and everybody talks about Pat Mahomes and, and what this guy has done at quarterback. He has got, I mean, he makes throws that are just stupid. I mean, absolutely stupid. You know, he is just a dynamic playmaker, in my opinion. With what he does. Here's my thing with him though. We're still waiting on him to have that that one mistake that everybody has. Why not have it in the biggest game of the year? Because every game gets bigger. You win this one, you gotta go to the Super Bowl. Now I know that he he's been calm, cool, and collective. I know that he goes out there and it looks like he just doesn't care. He's just playing ball. But you know what? I don't think Kansas City has enough. And I'll tell you why. You got Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on the other side. That is the demon, the dragon. And to slay the dragon, you're going to need a lot. I don't know if Kansas City has enough or not. Now, they've got, they've got some tools there. They're playing at Arrowhead. Generally, after December in Arrowhead, you know, or during December in Arrowhead, you don't win. But in January, you've got some problems. Coach Andy Reid, I think, is like 1-8 in conference championship games. I don't like the mix up there. Patriots are a three-point underdog. Roll with the Patriots. I like the Patriots to win the game outright. They're coming into this for the first time where people are saying, you know what, they don't think the Patriots can do it. Julian Edelman's running around with uh, bet-against-us shirts. I'm not. I'm going to roll with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, and I think they win by 10 points at Arrowhead on Sunday night. All right, then we got the matchup, the 305 matchup on Sunday between the Rams and the Saints. Look, I've said this all season. I think that the Rams are soft. Yes, the Rams are soft. And I've said that all year. I don't like Jared Goff as a quarterback. I'm tired of everybody looking at their coach and thinking that this is the new next wave of coaches just because they went 14-3. and 
you know what? Teams have teams have gone fourteen and three, and they haven't won anything. It happens. But the Saints are three and a half point favorite at home. Uh, I like Drew Brees a lot. I like Alvin Kamara a lot. I like Matthew Thomas a lot. I think those guys are going to tear up the dome turf. I don't think the Rams know what they're getting into. I really don't. I really don't. So the Saints and the Rams played early this season. Brees completed 26-35, 346 yards and four touchdowns. Now, golf had a good game, 391 yards and three touchdowns. New Orleans offensive line, though, kept them, kept Drew Brees clean. And I think that's the big thing here. They did a lot to block Aaron Donald and Adama Kinsu. I think with that, I'm going to roll with New Orleans to get the win. I, I think that Todd Gurley's a heck of a running back. But I like Alvin Kamara just a little bit more. And I think that New Orleans also has the capability to hold on to the ball. If you watched their game uh, last week against Philadelphia, I mean, they, they had like a, a, what, a seven-minute drive, something like that. They can hold on to the ball and just keep it and keep that other offense off the field. They, they remind me sort of the way that they can control the ball, sort of like the Bears did against the Rams when the Rams embarrassed them in uh, when the Rams got embarrassed in Chicago. I expect something like that to happen in New Orleans. I'm taking New Orleans to win and cover the three and a half point spread. So there's my picks: Gamecocks on Saturday. You've also got uh, going with Adrian Broner. I'm also going with the Patriots and New Orleans to win. And uh, New Orleans and New England, a battle of the last generation of quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And we'll see how that Super Bowl matchup goes, but uh, I think that's how it's going to end up. I really do. All right, I'd like to thank my guests for coming in today. Of course, Manny Robinson from the Greenville News, his new book, Untamed. You can get it on Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore also. We had on uh, Brian Titman. He is from the PBR. Go out and see these Cowboys tomorrow night at Colonial Life Arena. I will be there. Going to go by and check out the Bulls. It's going to be great. Love watching the Bull Riders, man. Those guys are, you know, we all talk about being rough and tumble guys. Yeah, no. The, the, <laughs> Brian comes in and told us, yeah, I, I broke my hip, my groin, my shoulder, my collarbone, my fingers, my forearm. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I broke my ankle playing basketball once. Ta-da! Yeah, no, no, these guys are, are tougher than tough, and they're facing something tougher and tough. The big old bulls from the PBR. Go out and check them out tomorrow night. Colonial Life Arena, get your tickets now, or you can go to Ticketmaster.com, get your tickets there as well. Manny's book is at Amazon.com. It's like a coffee table book about Clemson's national championship season. Great to have for your favorite Clemson fan. All kinds of great pictures and profiles on um, the Clemson's biggest playmakers in their national championship run. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk, the czar of Clemson Sports, is next. He's allowed Lowell, the intern, in the studio with him. He's not really an intern anymore. He's Lowell, the producer. I was listening yesterday on the way home. Lowell said something about show tunes. Somebody called up and was singing show tunes to Lowell. Lowell wouldn't sing, though. 
So if you can sing show tunes, bring that up today. Maybe you could do like the sound of music. That maybe that'll work for you on Clemson Sports Talk. Get Lowell involved with that. Lowell's got a great singing voice. Let get, let him dust off the pipes. All right, all right. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Would love to uh, interact with you over the weekend with all the various sporting things that are going on. Also take some pictures of the Bulls tomorrow night. That'd be kind of fun. We'll post those on Twitter as well. And the podcast of the show will be up about 5 o'clock today as uh, I get myself squared away, get it cut up for you. Should be good a good weekend of sports. We'll find out who's going to the Super Bowl. We'll find out about the big fight. College basketball, kind of a good time of the year. More of the rundown on Monday. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for checking us out. With that, this show is a wrap. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.